In a world of uncertainty, one thing is for sure. Cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13th, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society will host a trailblazing event, Big Virtual Climb, sponsored by AbbVie, to support their investment in groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and its first in-class patient education and services, including financial support and clinical trial navigation. Step up to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors or 1,762 steps, inside or outside, on stairs, on the road or on your treadmill climb your way join us for an opening ceremony and then take on your climb with our heart pumping playlist join us on june 13th from coast to coast as we climb together conquer and cure register at lls.org slash big climb Recently, we had a family member diagnosed with lymphoma, and she will begin chemotherapy next week. Before the diagnosis, she ran a half marathon, 13.1 miles, with what we know now was a mass the size of a medium watermelon in her lung. We're all pulling together, and one way I'll suggest to everyone in our family that we can support her is by taking part in this virtual event. Welcome into episode 49 of We Went Blues, the podcast with Barrett Jackman, the Blues' former defenseman, and myself, Jeremy Rutherford, of the Athletic St. Louis. And Barrett, you know, we've been doing these podcasts uh, going back to October, and it seems like uh, with the uh, pandemic and the stoppage, we find you in a different city a lot, whether it's Cabo, it's Nashville, it's it's not St. Louis. Where do we uh, find you this time? Uh, right now, I'm up in uh, northern Idaho, uh, a little golf community that... Uh, uh, a bunch of hockey players like to uh, like to come to, and uh, so we're just up here uh, for a week, uh, uh, just uh, trying to clear our heads and, and get ready for the the start of uh, hopefully some youth baseball and and hockey going on in St. Louis. Yeah, and you can make an all star team out of the guys that uh, hang out uh, up at that uh, area. You could be the Zamboni driver for this uh, team. Uh, tell us some of the guys who are on that uh, all star roster. Uh, yeah, we got a couple of Hall of Famers, uh, Brett Hall, uh, Wayne Gretzky, uh, Guy Carboneau, uh, Brendan Morrow, uh, you know, would be probably the uh, uh, maybe third line, uh, you know, grit and uh, uh, Ray Whitney, Sheldon Surrey, Kelly Chase uh, might be between the benches on the uh, on the uh, on the mic, um, uh, Russ Courtnell. Uh, Bobby Ryan, Tyler Johnson, and uh, we'd put uh, John Cooper, the head coach, behind the bench. So we got, uh, uh, you know, Dougie Waite. I don't know if I mentioned him already, but uh, yeah, we got a good, uh, good list of guys. So uh, always uh, uh, somebody to have coffee or uh, some uh, some sodas with, and and uh, and hit the links as well. All right, to the listeners, watch out for your toes. Wear your steel-toed boots because Jax is uh, dropping names there. He had fun doing that. Uh, but, uh, Jax, we have a, a player who uh, everyone around the NHL knows, and uh, he's going to be a household name uh, for years to come, and that's Robert Thomas. Robert Thomas, thanks for joining us here on We Went Blues. How you doing? Uh, doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. What do you think about that list? I mean, yeah, you weren't, you weren't kidding. He was dropping a lot of names there. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I heard Skeener was looking into it, too. I'm not sure. Not sure if that was a lot of traction, but that'd be another another big guy to to add to the list. 
Yeah, Steiner does have a lot up here, but uh, we, we haven't spent a lot of time together, maybe uh, just uh, about a week together uh, two years ago. So yeah. we're uh, we're waiting for him to come back, but uh, I know this summer's kind of out of the question uh, for him. But, uh, but yeah, speaking of, uh, of name dropping, you, uh, you got, uh, you know, three people that you're, you're living with, uh, temporarily in, in St. Louis at, uh, uh, pretty big names and, uh, and maybe the two that don't get talked about as much as, is, is maybe, uh, uh, Taryn and, and Chantel, what's it like living in the, uh, Kachuk household and, and how'd you, uh, uh, ended up, uh, you know, being with big Walt in the, in the family? Yeah, so it's kind of kind of a funny story of how I I kind of ended up there. Uh, the whole thing was Matthew's idea, and you know he loves taking credit for it. Uh, it was just <laughs> like uh, I, he was, yeah, because at the time uh, he was up here living with me training, so uh, he kind of just came about it. Uh, you know, when we were talking about next year and and stuff, and that was a possibility I could make the team and and all that stuff. And he's like, you know, it'd be amazing if you just live at our house and. You know, you can take the basement, you the whole basement to yourself. And, and I was just kind of thinking, like, really, that's that's actually not a bad idea at all. And uh, so then he got Walt and Chantel on, and then they talked to, to Army, and, and that's kind of how the whole thing came about. And, um, you know, I, I had so much fun there the first year, and, uh, you know, I just couldn't leave the second year. So I uh, might be overstaying my welcome a little bit, but, <laughs> um, I mean, it's a, it's an amazing place to, to stay. Um, you know, Chantel and Taryn are, are, are great. Those are the, those are the two I spend the most time with. And, uh, you know, Chantel keeps the, keeps the whole, whole family together. And, and Taryn's just, just like Big Walt. She's always stirring the pot. Uh, it's kind of funny with her. Uh, probably the first three months we didn't talk that much. We were both a little shy. And then after that, uh, the lid just went flying off and, and now I'm not even safe safe going near. She just she's always got a chirp or a line coming after me. Robert, I went over there a couple of years ago to write a story about uh, Chantel and, and Mother's Day and how she's the captain of that uh, household. It was a blast for the, the couple hours I was over there. But I do remember leaving, jumping in my car, thinking, you know, after witnessing uh, Walt and, and Brady and Matthew, I drove down the road and said, that just happened. <laughs> like, that was crazy. Uh, what's been the moment, uh, moment or two that sticks out in your mind where uh, you just think, oh, my gosh? Yeah, um, I would say I would say the biggest thing was for for Big Walt would be uh you know it's kind of funny when it's like kind of ironic I find it pretty funny but um you know when you when you come up from your basement and you have a nap in the afternoon and and Big Walt's sitting there making making you dinner and it's just like you're looking at a hall of famer making you dinner so uh, <laughs> it, it's pretty funny for me. So you get to, you know, you spend a lot of time with with, uh, with Big Walt. And uh, what do you guys do? Do you guys sit there and, and go over, uh, you know, watch games together and, and, you know, get some advice? Or is Big Walt just uh, cracking jokes and, and telling everybody on the uh, on the screen to play better? <laughs> uh, a little bit of both. Um, <laughs> no, we, um, you know, every, every night hockey's on. So usually we'll sit on the couch. He's got his chair and. Uh, you know, we'll watch games if Matthew or Brady's playing. We'll we'll watch them, and and that can get a little funny uh, when he's yelling at them. Um, but yeah, for the most part, we're always watching games. He's always got, you know, some lines, some little things that 
that he sees on the ice that, that most people don't see that you can kind of pick up off of from him and um, you know whether it's stick positioning uh, you know getting a little aggressive in front of the net a uh, little tr- tricks like that 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 uh, his boys definitely know so uh, yeah for me it's been it, it's been awesome. Is Big Walt uh, giving you some of the stories of, of his days playing, uh, being uh, being around the boys and things like that, or is he uh, pretty censored in uh, what uh, he lets you into? And, and more, I'm just kind of wondering if you said anything about me. <laughs> um, he's he's been a little censored. Uh, there's been a couple times he's he's given me a couple stories. Uh, you you've been off the hook so far, so uh, I'll have to. I'll have to get him a couple, a couple more Tito's drinks, and and maybe I'll hear a couple about you. I've always been babysitting, so uh, <laughs> you know I, I get the stories about him. He doesn't have any about me. <laughs> uh, big Walt censored. That's the biggest lie I'll hear all day. I've never heard him <laughs> uh, censored. Hey, but uh, Robert, you've been in uh, Toronto, and uh, I just wondered. Uh, you keep in touch with your teammates. I hear a lot of teams have the group chats, and just was curious how that uh, works and how that goes. Who's who's the funniest on the group chat? Who won't shut up on the group chat? <laughs> funniest um it's kind of it's kind of neat you always get you always get someone else chiming in so uh, i'm not going to give you the funniest guy just because um there's always someone making a joke and, and hopping in the guy that won't shut up is definitely Peron. uh he's <laughs> always texting he's always sending stuff in there so uh i'd say the most active user is Peron, 100 uh then it kind of Kind of dips down a bit. Um, you get a lot of jokes. There's Bozzi's always making jokes in there. So if I had to pick one, it would be him. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's always tough when you go from seeing seeing all the the whole team every day uh, to kind of being isolated from them. So uh, yeah, group text, video games. Those are the those are the kind of things we're doing to stay in touch. Yeah, speaking of video games, uh, you've been all over uh, the video games. The Blues had an NHL 20 tournament, and I think you were on the Xbox side. You went uh, five rounds in the tournament, and I watched a couple of your moves, little little dangling there. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think I was going to make it that far. Um, yeah, I think I got lucky a couple of the games, but uh, yeah, it was, it was an awesome time, you know, connecting with some Blues fans and, and playing against them, and then uh, I was able to get the live stream up, so I had a bunch more watching me. So, uh, really cool event they ran there, and you know, I was happy to play it. it. It was actually a ton of fun. Were you always a video game guy, or are you more of a go outside and play? I know a lot of kids these days, and uh, a lot of the younger NHL players are uh, more into the video games. Of mm-hmm. you know, when I first started playing i was you know two buttons and uh you know the old uh tron uh, paddleboard so we didn't have anything cool where you could see your face and and uh your mannerisms are the same is that something you always did or uh just something you kind of got into uh, now that you're locked in your house uh no i always i always played video games i would say i never played the amount i'm playing as in the last month or two but um yeah i've always always been into it um you know it's kind of just another way to connect with your buddies when you're at home and, and stuff like that. So uh, that's kind of been the main main concept of me 
playing that is you know i don't i don't like playing them alone but when you when you're playing with buddies and stuff it's uh it's a ton of fun so now that uh you know you're, you're back up in toronto is uh what are the restrictions going on there are you able to, to start maybe doing some uh some on ice stuff and in, in small groups or, or is it you know any kind of uh, uh gyms open you can get that that in or what have you been doing to try and stay in shape um yeah i mean we're we're going pretty well here in toronto until uh Till the weekend, uh, we had a couple issues going on there, so uh, I think he t- he uh, tightened all the rules back up. But um, but yeah, I've uh, been able to, to have access to a private gym, so uh, I've been able to do that throughout the week, and and uh, that's kind of been my my main thing for staying in shape. Um, you know, that going for runs, that kind of stuff. I hate running, by the way. It's the worst. Um, you're not. You're not really built for the running, are you? No, definitely not built for running. That's for sure. The shins are not feeling great. Um, but yeah, that and then um, you know we were supposed to get ice put in soon. Um, just a little like three on three rink we we have. So hopefully, uh, when the rules get get lifted a little bit, um, we can get back out there. Hey, Robert, uh, Barrett was embarrassed to ask this, so I'll ask it for him. He wanted to know, has uh, there been any more games come out since uh, Pac-Man? That's, that's the one that uh, he played a lot. <laughs> just a couple, just a couple. <laughs> and uh, one of those, uh, Fortnite, and the NHLPA just had a tournament, and the St. Louis Blues won that. What was it? Uh, you and Jordan Cairo and Vince Dunn, you guys won $100,000 yeah. and, of course, donated that to charity. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just gonna say it. I'm, I'm the, I was the weak link on the team. Uh, <laughs> Dunner and 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 Rue were were carrying me for that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was actually a really cool event. Uh, I was hoping you they they could run something like that again. Um, you know, it turned out really well. A great way to interact with the fans and and obviously all the all the money that was donated for charity was was unbelievable. So um yeah that event was awesome you know fortunately we we took the win and and uh, were able to help out st louis charities and how good is vince dunn the athletic named him the best nhl player at Fortnite. really look at that uh yeah <laughs> is that really is that really a title you want <laughs> <laughs> i think in, in quarantine you want that title we'll take it um, i guess that's true yeah he he's he's pretty good uh Kyrie's also really good so uh, yeah, I was definitely fortunate enough to have some good partners. Uh, I'm, I actually don't play Fortnite that much, so uh, yeah, it was pretty cool for us. So uh, now that they've uh, they're going down to this 2014 uh, format, and uh, you, uh, I, I guess the uh, uh, the season is is kind of lost or over. You guys are. Uh, you know, congratulations! You're the Central Division uh, Division champ. So, how does that feel that you guys uh, are going to get the number one seed? And and what are your thoughts on uh, uh, the upcoming uh, playoff format? Yeah, um, I actually haven't looked like fully in depth on the on the whole format yet, um, just because it kind of just put in the plan. So, um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm really excited. At least you know, it kind of gives us a picture of how how hockey's going to return and, um, you know, it starts the plan and, and getting us back out there. So, uh, yeah, it's really exciting. Um, you know, for the 2014 format, I think it, I think it'll be interesting. I think you'll see, uh, you know, the, 
I guess it's it's like four uh, games per conference that four extra teams get in there. I'm not sure exactly the math, but uh, I think yeah, you get the top four teams in the conference, and then uh, then five through twelve will play each other. Okay, yeah, so that'll be uh, that'll be awesome. I mean, I'm sure there'll be some close games. Uh, Look like there there's some rivals teeing off in that, so uh, it should be should be a lot of fun. I I'm guessing there's going to be some upsets and stuff like that. So uh, I think it'll be it'll be pretty interesting to watch. You know, uh, some stories came out in the past week. Uh, the NHLPA obviously uh, had a vote. Each team uh, voted, and the two that voted against uh, the format were the Carolina Hurricanes and also the Tampa Bay Lightning, and, and both of them were kind of open about it, and they said, hey, we, we played a long, hard, regular season, finished most of it, and we just think that this is a little bit fair who we could play. You know, I know you can't say much about these private conversations, but just what was the gist among the St. Louis Blues about how fair uh, this would be playing those top four teams in the conference uh, for seeding. Yeah, I mean, for us, uh, we kind of, you kind of figured um, when when you're coming back that you'd have to, you know, kind of compromise on a little bit and and help and give up a little bit to kind of help the overall plan. So um, if that's one way to put it, I'm not sure if that makes sense, but, um, you know, that was kind of our, our thinking a little bit there. Yeah, I'm sure it, uh you know, coming back and, and having some teams that maybe are just a little bit more ready uh, going into the playoffs, and mm-hmm. it, it you know it depends on you know maybe the the age of the team, and uh, it kind of gives an advantage to to some of those uh, those teams that maybe are be able to hit the the ground running and and going on a on a long stretch. So uh, I think what you're saying it's you know it, it's exciting to have hockey back. It's going to be great to be able to uh, you know try and uh, defend the uh, the cup, but mm-hmm. Um, there is going to be some teams that kind of have that uh, uh, that upper hand and and maybe just kind of get hot, even if uh, maybe they weren't uh, uh, going to make the playoffs, and now they have a chance to kind of get into it. Yeah. So Memorial Cup, World Junior Championships, uh, gold medal there, Stanley Cup, Fortnite. Do you ever lose at anything? <laughs> uh, been been fortunate to be on some good teams, so uh, they carried me the way. So. Uh, a lot of a lot of other people to thank for all those. So, um, yeah, got pretty lucky. Yeah, a lot so far from Robert Thomas, the Blues center. He's going to be in St. Louis a long time. Blues fans hope, and we're going to hear more from him about uh, the skills he have and where do they come from? That vision, that skating, entering the zone, all that stuff, and more coming up from Robert Thomas after this uh, word from Hawthorne. I'll never forget the week of my 40th birthday. I thought my wife was going to throw me a surprise party, so I splashed on some of my Drakkar from the 1990s and stood by the window waiting for people to show up. Fortunately for me, though, they never did. There wasn't a party, and that's good because they probably would have come inside and told me that I needed to upgrade my cologne. That's why I want to tell you about Hawthorne. It's going to make a great Father's Day present, and all you have to do is take a quick two-minute quiz, and Hawthorne tells you the two colognes that are best for you one for work and one for play totally risk-free with free shipping and free returns so check out hawthorne at hawthorne.co that's hawthorne with an e and .co not .com hawthorne.co and use my promo code athletic to get 10% off your first purchase that's hawthorne.co and use my promo code athletic to get 10% off your first
first purchase, hawthorne.co. Because when that surprise birthday party eventually does happen, I want my friends to come in and tell me how good I smell. And we're back with Robert Thomas, the Blues Center, on episode 49 of We Went Blues. Barrett Jackman and Jeremy Rutherford here with you. Thanks for listening each and every week. And so, Robert, uh, you know, we want to talk to you about uh, what you bring to the table. And I know it's uh, real tough for you to talk about yourself, but Jax and I uh, watch all the time and just can't believe that vision, the skating, obviously you got that, uh, that base, that foundation for that. Just when did you start to believe that uh, you could be an upper echelon player in the NHL? When, when did you see that uh, those attributes uh, come to you? Um, I would say, I would say it took quite a while for me. I kind of, realized myself that uh, I had a good shot at uh, making the NHL. I think it would, it took me till, till my draft year in the OHL till I, I really started to think that, you know, I could, could play in the NHL. Uh, I had a long, long way to go from that stage, but uh, I'd say that was the moment when I started to disbelieve in myself a little bit more and, and kind of get that feeling that, you know, if I work hard, I could get, I could uh, have a good shot at this. So with the uh, with the skill set that you have, just kind of you know your vision, your uh, your strength on the puck, uh, you know your ability to to you know kind of get out of scrums with the puck and 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 uh, and and find the the open guy. Is that something that you know you, you kind of work on, or is it something that you were just kind of gifted with in the uh, in the in the hockey sense uh, category? Um, for me, um, like kind of the way I think the game is. Uh, I'm always watching hockey and I think that's the, the best way to learn and you, you pick up little things from diff- from different guys if you just watch the game and um, you know you can pick up you know a skating tip from um, you know I'll just say McDavid uh, the way he turns the way he positions his feet um, I kind of look for all those things when you know I'm watching hockey with Big Walt so um, it's all it's all situational stuff that you can kind of see on the ice and and pick up little things like how a guy reacted off this turn and, and what's the, what's the, the way his head's looking right off the turn. So uh, I try and pick up little things like that um, through just watching games. Um, I would say for, for kind of in scrums picking pucks out, um, I think that just comes from, from backyard, from backyard hockey. Um, you know, I had a rink, rink growing up. I was very fortunate. So, I was always playing against uh, my older neighbors and and older, or my friends' older brothers and stuff like that. So uh, that's kind of where where you had to strengthen up a little bit if you wanted to stay on the ice with those guys. Kind of leading into something that I wanted to uh, talk to you about today. I just want to set up a hypothetical because we sit 300 feet above in the press box and watch the play develop and just looks like you got the puck on the string and you know what you want to do with it. So, Robert, we're going to ask you, take us through a situation where uh, you enter the zone, uh, you're getting the puck deep, maybe you're circling the net. And I know every play is, is different, so this is a little bit uh, difficult to describe. But just take us through what you're thinking in terms of trying to set up a, a scoring chance. Um, yeah, for the most part, uh, you know, when I'm, I'm kind of entering the zone, I'm thinking, thinking uh, – I'm just kind of looking over my shoulder. You know, you can kind of see the play develop. And uh, when you play with guys, you kind of know their tendencies and, you know, where they're going to go on the ice. So, uh, you know, I'm playing with Steiner. I know he's going right to the net. <laughs> uh, he's, he's No one's getting in his way. He's going right to the net. And 
Uh, I'll use Bozy. I play with those two guys a lot this year. So, um, you know, Bozy finds those soft areas around the slot. So uh, if I was going behind the net, I'd kind of kind of be looking to draw draw the defender on the weak side in just so it opens up that, that little slip play uh, in the Steiner or Bozy. And, um, you know, if, I, if it doesn't work out there, then I'll just keep kind of skating around and, uh, you know, hopefully find a little bit of a, a passing lane. So, uh, I think it's a. I think it's more so just knowing who you're playing with, because um, everyone kind of tends to go to the same spots, uh, you know, with the players you're playing with. So uh, I think that's that's more so just just kind of looking and waiting for for something to open up. Yeah, Big Walt used to uh, survey the ice, go stand in front of the net and hope that nobody gave the uh, the puck to me, so he didn't have to skate to the <laughs> other end of the ice. <laughs> One's coming up by his face. <laughs> yeah, with uh, Osh taking a slap shot off his uh, off his chicklets there and, uh, <laughs> and put him in. So Big Walt's uh, that big smile as he talked about uh, you know that play and and how he got the you know scored the the toughest goal of his career. He brought it up once. He didn't get into to too much detail. He said it was his least favorite goal of them all. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, he he hasn't he hasn't talked about it too much, but. Uh, I I heard it once and uh, I was I was laughing pretty good. It was a funny story. So going back to your uh, to your junior and you talk about uh, uh, you know just kind of getting to know that that you possibly have an opportunity to, to play in the NHL. Um, but uh, you know the, there's a lot of things in hockey players' lives that kind of shape them as as people and as players. And uh, you had a, a billet brother Owen that uh, you live with. Can you uh, you know talk about your relationship with him and and kind of uh, uh, you know what he's meant to your uh, uh, you know to your you know kind of upbringing and, and your character? Yeah, I mean uh, Owen was a, a huge influence on on my life and my hockey career. Um, you know, he's, he's such a special young man. Um, you know, just the way his outlook is on life, uh, I think was the, the biggest thing for me. Um, I mean, you look at a, a young kid who, uh, who's been through so much, uh, even up to, you know, his 14, 15, uh, years old, um, you know, surgeries and, and all that kind of stuff in and out of the hospital. And, uh, it's a tough life. And, um, he, he makes the most of it. He's a, he's a kid who, who never, never sees himself as, you know, having muscular dystrophy or, uh, he, he lives like a normal kid. And uh, I think that was the biggest thing for me to, you know, kind of look at and, and just realize, you know, how lucky I am and, um, how much of a, um, much of an influence he had on my life was, um, you know, I'd come home from, from, uh, you know, a game, I don't have the best game and, you know, I'm all upset and, and, uh, you know, he would just cheer me up and, and talk to me and, uh, he'd always have a, a big smile on his face when he came home. So, uh, it was awesome. And, um, and, uh, you know, he's a big hockey fan. So he'd come to all the games at home and he'd sit in the scouting box. So I think that's why I got drafted by St. Louis was, he was, uh, he was talking the scouts, uh, years off about me. So, uh, it was pretty cool. And, um, you know, every day, I'd, every game I'd come home, he'd tell me what the scouts are thinking, what they, they want to see me do and, and all that stuff. So uh, it was really cool. And, uh, you know, he's a special young man. 
That's a great story. And I know the Blues have done some great videos uh, with you and Owen on social media. And you come from a grounded family already. Ever since I met you, I remember you did a training camp diary with us at The Athletic, just uh, down to earth. But does that even help you more so having that relationship with him because you've had a lot of success as we just touched on a, a couple minutes ago, but, uh, you know, having that relationship with Owen, you know, what's important in life. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's definitely, uh, definitely something I learned, uh, through him is, uh, just the importance of, of all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, hockey comes second and, uh, you know, family and, and yeah, I'd like to say he's, he's my brother now. So, uh, it's uh, it's really cool and uh, very fortunate to have him in my life. So when you had your uh, your time with the Cup, uh, uh, what was something special? Maybe you had a moment with Owen that uh, you know you kind of want to share with us, or if you don't, uh, it's not uh, not the worst. But uh, you know, bringing that Cup back home and and having uh, you know Owen and your family and all that around uh, uh, to celebrate with you, what was uh, what was that like for you? And and uh, you know, how special was it to to have all those those people around you? It, it, you know, such a young age too, at, at 20 years old and, and winning. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, when we won the Memorial cup, uh, I kind of put it on his foot rest there right in front of him and the, you know, his eyes just blew up and he had such a big smile. And, uh, you know, when, when I, uh, when I made it to the NHL, I told him I was going to put the Stanley cup on his, uh, on his foot rest. And, uh, I don't think he believed it would happen so soon. So, uh, I'd say that was the the best moment was when I kind of when he showed up at the house and I came around the corner holding it and just put it right in his footrest and he just had the biggest smile uh, I've ever seen him have so uh, pretty special moment to share with him. Oh, that's great, Robert. And Jax, I just realized something. You mentioned uh, Robert being 20 years old. He's never, ever in his life had a beer. I don't know how hard that would have been to go through uh, quarantine without drinking a little alcohol. But uh, Robert, sorry, you got to wait until. July 2nd to have a beer. All right. You're probably, you guys are probably going to throw something at me about you can drink in Canada, right? At 18. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's nineteen in Ontario, so yeah, yeah. get your facts straight there, Jerry. <laughs> you got to do some research for the story. <laughs> I don't do research. <laughs> it's evident. <laughs> well, Robert, uh, looking forward to uh, the playoffs. And uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about too is uh, playing center. We knew that that move was going to happen uh, this year, where you're playing there uh, more full time. And I've talked to you a little bit about it. Uh, you really do prefer to play there. That's your natural position, and uh, hopefully there to stay, I would hope. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was fortunate enough to make the jump there. And, um, yeah, definitely feel more comfortable. I uh, hadn't played a lot of wing before last year, actually. I don't think I've ever really played the wing. Um, always always been a centerman. So definitely feel a lot more comfortable and and uh, feel like you can utilize a little more space you get in the middle um, and kind of use your, your lateral quickness to, to get into the zone. So, uh, yeah, very fortunate there. And obviously, uh, Bozak's been huge for me. Uh, you know, face-offs and, and defensive positioning and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, he's, he's helped me kind of understand that more at the, the NHL level and, and really preparing me to, to play the center. So, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been good. 
So playing with uh, with Yoda, uh, Steiner, and and Bozer, uh, a couple of the uh, the older players. Uh, what are some of the things that you've kind of learned from from those two, just being around them every day and on the ice with them on the bench in between shifts, and and you know talking about plays on the ice? But uh, what are some of those things that they've passed on to you, or, or just things that you've picked up that uh, really uh, kind of helped you in your first two years? Yeah, um, I think. I think off the ice, uh, you know, just kind of growing up a little bit, um, you know, you can't get away with some of the stuff you do in junior at, at the, the next level. So, uh, definitely, definitely all kinds of stuff off the ice. Uh, you know, for me on the ice, uh, those two guys have been amazing. Um, you know, they're always talking to me, even last year when Steiner wasn't on my line, like always talking to me, uh, give me a little tips and tricks, you know, defensively, uh, you know, kind of dealing with the coaches and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, those two guys have been great role models for me. And, um, you know, playing with Bolsey, uh, he's kind of showed me, showed me the way you got to play center. And, you know, he's helped me a ton on face-offs and, and getting stronger in the draw. So, um, yeah, those two guys have been been huge for uh, for developing my game so far. All right, Jax, let's find out which uh, teammates he really likes the best. Uh, Robert, as you've heard, these small groups uh, back in St. Louis in, in early June, uh, they're going to limit you guys to just uh, six players on the ice together. If you had to pick the six, which six would you pick uh, to be in a group with? Oh, boy. Put me on the spot here. And so I guess five because uh, one of them is you. <laughs> See, I did my homework there, Jax. There it is. <laughs> Quick math. Um, geez. I'm going to go with, uh, I'll start off with O'Reilly. That's one. He, he has a lot of skill drills. Uh, I don't think I could put all the drills together myself, so uh, I'll get him to do that. Um, we need a couple defensemen. Um, so I'd pick uh, Dunn. I don't want to against, go against Franco. He's too big and strong. Uh, <laughs> so you're saying uh, Dunner's weak. Okay, I'll pass that along. Oh, God. There it is. <laughs> Can't go right with this, NA. <laughs> no, I'll pick Franco too. We'll get in there. Um, All right, you got three, two more. more forwards. Two more forwards. Um, can't pick Perron because he, he doesn't shut up, so we'll be talking to you off the whole <laughs> That's <time>. true. <laughs> um, I'll pick Shenner and uh, I'll pick Blazer. Blazer keeps it interesting. You know, Blazer, yeah. Drills, so. You're not going to pick an old school uh, uh, Steve Ott with his full gear on? <laughs> I'm, I'll pass on that one. I like my shins. <laughs> yeah, shins in your eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see if your uh, picks ruffle any feathers because I just tweeted it. So we'll see what they oh, say great. about that. Awesome. <laughs> well, Robert, we really appreciate it. Uh, we'll let Jax uh, send you on your way here. I know he's a big fan. Yeah, Robbie, you know, I appreciate your time. We really look forward to you uh, uh, continuing with this successful career, uh, albeit it's only a couple years in, but I uh, look forward to getting you back in St. Louis and uh, or whichever city uh, you'll be playing in and uh, uh, with this uh, with this playoffs. But uh, appreciate your time, and uh, good luck to you. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you, Jack. Thanks, Robbie. Yeah, thanks, Jay Harris. You know, Jax, a lot of people uh, ask me, hey, I'm going to get a blues sweater. I See, I said sweater instead of jersey. Always do. And uh, what number should I get put on the back? And I said, well, number five's uh, retired, so that's a good number to have. You know, nobody else is, is going to wear it. But number 18, that's one that uh, could be retired one day.
Yeah, uh, you know, Robbie's obviously uh, shown a lot in his first two years, uh, you know, battled some injuries uh, uh, with his wrist, uh, but I uh, know he's a kid that just continues to get better. He's uh, uh, He's got unbelievable vision. He's got great hands, uh, just a sense for the game. And, uh, you know, like the I like the way he talks. He's, he's very well-spoken and uh, respects the game a lot. So I think he's, uh, uh, he's going to be a mainstay for the Blues for, for a lot of years to come. And as a D-man yourself, what's the toughest thing about uh, defending a young player? You know, there's not a, a book on Robbie like there might be a guy at 10 years in the league. Yeah, I, I, th- I think if you watch his game, uh, uh, just how strong he is, his lower body. Uh, you know, if you see him, uh, you know, off the ice, he's got the tree trunk for legs and the and the big, uh, you know, hockey ass. So uh, you can see he's he's just strong in the puck. He's so good at coming out of uh, out of battles, and he he's not uh, not afraid to uh, uh, to go into those corners to get pucks. So he's uh, he's a kid that that has the vision, has uh, has the skill and the work ethic, and 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 the drive so um yeah he's definitely uh you know a bright spot for the blues and uh uh, just look forward to watching uh, some more uh of robert thomas i like to to know one thing how come if you have a hockey ass that's a good thing but if you have a reporter ass that's not a good thing well walt always says uh you know he's got the hockey ass uh good good for hockey bad for everything else Uh, trying to (laughs) find a pair of jeans for uh, a lot of hockey players is uh is a tough one well, we hope you enjoyed that episode uh, number 49 with the Blue Center, Robert Thomas. If you're looking for other pods uh, after you listen to the Robert Thomas one, uh, Hall of Famer Chris Pronger, Jax's good friend, he was on with Shane O'Brien and Josh Cooper this week on the Point Breakaway at The Athletic. I'll be listening to that later today, but we're glad that you listened to episode 49 of We Went Blues with Barrett Jackman and myself, Jeremy Rutherford. We want you to check out the comment section for each podcast episode at The Athletic app. And don't forget to rate and subscribe. We Went Blues on Apple. If you click on the show URL, theathletic.com forward slash We Went Blues, you'll get 40% off your subscription. So for Barrett Jackman, who's in Idaho, always on vacation, I'm Jeremy Rutherford, always in St. Louis. We uh, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.